everyone. Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. We're so excited that you're with us. Each and every week, we're going to open up God's Word. We're going to have some discussion around what it means to live an intentional life. So let's listen in as we try to get real together. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. My name is Brandon Ginden. I am the Senior Pastor at Real Life Ministries Texas. And I am here with my good friend and ministry partner, Lori Arnold. Hey, friends. And we uh, today are uh, starting kicking off a new uh, series um, for our podcast and uh, are excited about it. I think it's going to be one that uh, maybe challenges us to really kind of think and evaluate our our walk with Jesus. And on this podcast, um, you know, one of the goals uh, that, that Lori and I have is to really look at and examine our walk with the Lord just from a place of just being real and practical and how do we apply these things and walk them out. And so uh, in this uh, uh, four-week series we're going to be doing, uh, we're going to be looking at the principle that we find in this little book in the New Testament, um, the book of Jude, and the principle of contending for the faith. And what does it mean to contend for the faith? And how how do we contend for our faith in in the world today that, you know, Lori, we talk about this quite a bit, that, you know, every day that goes by, it seems a little more difficult, um, Mm -hmm. challenging uh, of walking out our our faith in a world that, um, you know, says around us there's no absolute truth, um, that what's, what's good for you is good for you, and what's good for me is good for me, and just in all of the, the implications of living um, in a culture in a world that, that for the most part, um, kind of rejects biblical yeah. truth and and how so how do we walk in that? How do we um, share truth and and be loving and kind and and uh, walk out the life of a disciple? And so that's what we're going to be looking at. And uh, um, in a couple of weeks, I wanted to say on the front end, I'm excited. I'm, I'm gonna we're gonna have a guest on our show, uh, my good friend Jim Putman who is uh, definitely uh, uh, a contender, contender. <laughs> for the faith. Um, and I think uh, you all will um, love hearing from Jim. I'm going to be interviewing him and, and just his um, passion for helping uh, uh, God's people uh, contend for their faith. This is just something very core uh, to my good friend, Jim Putman. So um, we got a, a really cool uh, four weeks coming. And so, Today, uh, we're going to jump right into this idea of contending for the faith. And so where um, we're going to be starting is the principle of knowing the gospel and how important that is um, to, to, for us to contend. We have to know what the actual gospel is. And so just really quickly, a little background um, on this book. Jude, um, if, if you didn't already know, um, was a half-brother of Jesus, and we find um, Jude was was there um, in John chapter seven when it says that um, really that, that Jesus's brothers did not believe. Mm-hmm. In fact, when we go read it and you look at that John seven, um, those passages is they really kind of they kind of told Jesus, "Hey, why don't you go off to where they want to kill you?" Mm-hmm. And and they just they they didn't believe. And, and but then we find them in Acts chapter one um, when everybody is in the upper room praying um, that that um, Jesus's mother's there. And his brothers, and they're praying, and so that this principle of well, what happened, yeah. you know, what what caused them to surrender and to put their faith in Jesus? They're, you know, on earth, their half brother. Um, well, we know in 
and really understand that 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 occurred because they saw the resurrection, mm-hmm. the resurrected Christ, and it changed them. And and so now Jude writes this letter to the church, um, challenging and calling us to contend for the faith, and and what that might look like. So I just want to read um, Jude, which is only one chapter. Has uh, uh, I'm going to read verse three. It says. Beloved, although I was very eager to write to you about our common salvation, I found, a, I found it necessary to write appealing to you to contend for the faith that was once for all delivered to the saints. And so he gives this challenge for us, Lori, to contend. Yeah. And, and so we want to start by, because he says there's a common salvation mm-hmm. that we have. There is this faith that we have and that, that we are to be contending for. And I think at the heart, it starts with the gospel. Yeah. And that's a big, important thing for us in the church. And, and I think having clarity on it and understanding of it and, and um, that we're able to teach it and know it. And so I just, I want to kick that over to you is, is, you know, over the years, how have you grown in your understanding of the gospel and, and it's, it's uh, you know, living it out, walking it out in your own life? Yeah. Um, real quick, are you cool with me sharing our definition right now of yeah. the gospel? Yeah. Okay. Because, awesome. um, you know, I think that a lot of people, a lot of Christians, believers, um, we go to, we've been in church for a while, some of us, mm-hmm. you know, and I've met so many people that don't know what the gospel is. Yeah. Even though we say the word mm-hmm. and we say we live out the gospel. Um, in conversations with people, I found that, you know, they, they may say, well, I believe in Jesus. I do believe he, he saved me. He's my savior. Um, but a lot of the conversation has stopped there. Like they don't know exactly what it means. So here at our church, um, we have a definition of the gospel because we believe that in order to live it out, we must know it kind of what Brandon just said. And I'm going to share that with y'all. So what we believe here is the gospel is this, the kingdom of God has come through Jesus of Nazareth to restore relationship with mankind. He is the Christ, the King, God's one and only Son. He died on the cross for our sins, was buried, and was resurrected on the third day, according to the scriptures. In his great love and by his amazing grace, God our Father saves everyone who repents of their sin, believes in him, and follows Jesus in the power of the Holy Spirit. When King Jesus returns on the last day for his church, all who have been restored and followed him will enter into the eternal kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. So when we talk about the gospel, that's what we're talking about. That's, that's our definition. Um, Just to bring some clarity, because I, for one, I've, I grew up in the church since I was a little girl. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was always in the church Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and I gave my life to Christ at a very early age. I was um, around seven and I was baptized at 12, you know, but if you would have asked me to, tell you the gospel, I probably wouldn't have said that, Mm, you know? Um, and so I would have said, I believe in Jesus, you know, and that's it. Um, but like you're, you're sharing to contend for the faith, we have to know what that is. And so I thought that was important to share. And then also the way that we know what it is, we have to read our Bibles. Yeah. And for me personally, and I've shared this before, I don't like to sit still very much. And um, <laughs> so it does take intentionality on my part. Some people like you, Brandon, mm-hmm. that is you, you love it. You eat it up. It's mm-hmm. like, Ooh, I can't wait for this alone time to just be me in the word, you yeah, know, and yeah. it is so good. And I want to be there, 
you know, but sometimes it does take great intentionality for me to, to be still. And, but I, but I do it. Yeah. I do it because I know like we have to first be abiding in the word in order to, to even know it at all. Mm -hmm. And we can't pass along and share our faith or contend for something that we know nothing about. That's good. You know, um, I've, I've actually, I've tried that before, not with the gospel, but I was in college (laughs) and I, I kind of hope nobody's listening that way that knew me at the time, (laughs) but, um, I don't, I can't even tell you today what this, what it was, but I saw a group of people and they were like, come on, come on, come on, everybody, let's go. We're going to make signs. We're going to march and da, 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 da. I, to this day, do not know what we were marching for. Uh-huh. Like that is not a good place to be, <laughs> you know, but I think that's what a lot of people do. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah like, yeah, me too. I, 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 I believe Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, let's go. Yeah. But, but where's the fruit of that, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So. Anyway, it just made me think of that. Like, as soon as we start, I was like, oh, my gosh. I'm trying to imagine you as an angry (laughs) protester or something. Like, that doesn't fit. But I was giggling. Yeah, Clearly. Like, I didn't even know what I was doing. So stupid. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. Well, you know, I think a couple things that you said that's so important when we think about contending for the faith. um, I love that you gave the definition and, you know, that we need to know have an understanding, you know, Jude uses the word, this, this common salvation. Well, he was writing it from the place of, we all know it. Like this is common, what we have together. And I think you're right in, in the Christian community. If I think if you were to ask many times people in the church, what is the gospel that you're one, you're going to get probably, if you ask 10 people, you're going to get 10 different answers and, and, you know, to stop and think about it and go, what is it? Not according to what church culture says, yeah. but what did the scriptures say? Yeah. How did Jesus define it? That's where our definition comes from. Mm-hmm. Paul supports it uh, later in, in, in first Corinthians. He, he says, this is what the gospel is. And he supports basically exactly what Jesus had been saying. Yeah. And so if we're not in the word, developing our own understanding, our own, um, you know, of what the Bible says, um, again, not what culture says or current church, you know, we'd love to just put it into little tiny, simple little statements. Yeah. It's what did Jesus say? Yeah. Jesus said, I'm the King. I'm Messiah. The kingdom has come. I'm here. It's my sovereign. That word Basilia kingdom means his sovereign reign and rule mm-hmm. is here. It wasn't talking about a physical brick and mortar kingdom. Yeah. His sovereign reign and rule is here. He says, I'm Messiah, I'm the king, I'm going to die for you. He's going to die the, the type of death that instituted or brought in a covenant. He would sacrifice. He says, I'm going to die for you, but I'm going to resurrect. And, yeah. and, and I'm, so he, that he paid for our sins, that his blood was shed. He, and do we understand that in the church? Because if we, if we do, that truth of the gospel propels something. He yeah. says, come follow me. He says, repent. He says, believe in me. And we get into these arguments about is it works or not works. We get into, and this isn't a works-based com- issue. It is a response to who he is and what he's done. Right. And understand that, that the gospel demands a response from us. Right. And so knowing that, you know, how, then how does that translate into our lives? If we're going to contend for it, mm-hmm. I can use all the words. But if it, if, if I'm not living that out, 
now I'm going to use your little analogy. If I'm just walking in the parade <laughs> yeah. right, and I don't know why I'm here yeah. or what we're even doing or talking about, man, that's, that's, um, that's like a lot today. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so knowing the gospel translates into how we live it out. And so, you know, Lori, what's your thoughts on that? You know, for us, we can know it in our head knowledge, but how does that translate kind of knowing the gospel into our hands and feet as we walk it out? Yeah, I think, um, well, one of the things we say, and I even read it when I um, just shared our definition, Christ is the king. Yeah. Christ is the king. Like, if I truly believe and live out that Christ is the king, that he is my king, mm. that he is my savior, mm-hmm. I'm going to live a little bit differently. Yeah. Like if I'm truly living it out, a king, like he has authority, he's in control. And these aren't like, for me, that's not a heavy handed, like, you know, just, um, you know, you must obey me. And like for one, he's given us a choice, but also he's my savior. So there's that loving grace and mercy. And I live in such a way that I know that I am aware of that. I am thankful for that. I am grateful for that, you know? And so my life should look different than if I didn't believe that, you know, if I didn't know that I am, I am, I am living and walking and under authority of my King and my savior, Mm -hmm. Christ, the King. So and knowing that he has, he, he has sacrificed, he was sacrificed for my sin, for every single thing, every single thing that I've done bad, every thought, you know, um, that's a, that's a really big deal. Yes. Like, I think you do a whole series on that, like by itself, just because of what, what that means and the weight, cause it wasn't just me, right. but just the weight of that in itself, you know, Lord, I I just want to bow before you. I want to, I want to humble myself and get out of the way. I want you to lead me um, because I understand what he has done for me. Sure. And what, what an incredible contradiction, I think when we look in society, but even sometimes within a, the cultural Christianity that, that sometimes we find around us is where people are, are living for themselves, but maybe here and there attending church or, yeah. or, or saying, well, I'm a Christian, but yet everything about or involved in their life, it's for them. Yeah. Yeah. A, a disciple, mm-hmm. a follower of the King mm-hmm. looks tremendously different. Yeah. Surrender to him. What, 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 what are your thoughts? Yeah, that's so good. Um, that was one of the things that pops out to me too. Just any, it, it says anyone who believes and follows. Mm-hmm. So like you said, it's not just walking around in a parade, like it's truly living it out. And that's one of the blessings and, um, that, that I have by being at a Bible believing Bible teaching and not just, it doesn't stop there, but the leadership in this church, the people at this church, those who are on mission with Jesus, we live it out, you know, and that's important. We've got to look different. It can't just be a Sunday morning thing. It can't just be. Oh, I, you know, I check the box. I go to church on Sunday and then I, I'm out the door. Right. No, it requires a response from us, you know, and it requires action from us. It requires sometimes that intentionality to go and talk to people that we may not want to talk to or whatever that looks like. But, um, 
it it definitely isn't just something that we stop at just the belief of like mm-hmm. it it you know it goes further than that for sure for sure i i think you know the, the term that we use and when he talks about contending for the faith you know the the biblical principle of being allegiant mm-hmm. to jesus yeah. putting our allegiance in him you know matthew bates um has done a lot of work on that and in several of his books and i just love that of us understanding it because he is a king he you know, we use the definition of a disciple from Matthew four nineteen. Come follow me, and I will make you a fisher of men. The whole principle of following means we've put our allegiance where our life actually looks like that we're following him. Yeah, we're close to our King, um, and people can look into our lives. And I think that's just such a critical piece. If we're going to contend for the faith, or two of the big things that you've said is one: I got to know the gospel, put the content, have the discipline to be in my Bible to to learn it, to know it. And, and, and if, if you're listening and you're like, well, I haven't really studied or I haven't really read it. Well, okay, then let's get started. Yeah. Let's find ways to do it. Yes. Awesome. And if you've studied it for a long time, it's, we got to return back to it. We have to, you know, the, the famous quote, we must preach the gospel to ourselves every day, mm. return back to it. Um, and, and so that we know it, keeping the content in. But then the second part you said is, I can't just walk it in a parade. Like I've got to live it. It's got to translate into some hands and feet things that, and I think that's, that is, that's so strong. What, you know, kind of taking that whole part of it and and contending, what has been like to you, the, the response as you've done that, you've, you know, what's been the response to those that are around you, maybe people from different parts of your life as you've, you know, grown in your understanding what have you mm-hmm. noticed with people around you? Um, have they noticed it? What what impact have you had on those that are that are around you in your life? Oh yeah, um, I was thinking about this this morning. Um, that we are to be set apart. We are set apart, you know, as followers of Christ, and so that means we are going to look different. We are going to talk differently. And I have had several people, um, even in the last week, you know, that have either made comments about it. Sometimes I get teased and that's cool, you know, whatever. But uh, people notice and they see it and they they actually like it. You know, it's pretty cool how people are drawn to Jesus in that way, you know, and if we're walking like him and looking like him and we're loving others like him. So um, it is something that. I do believe, you know, even though Christianity at times has gotten a bad rap because of the way that um, the church has responded in certain, in different ways, in different ways. Um, I think that when people are truly living like Jesus, when they're living like Jesus, others are drawn to him. Absolutely. Period. It doesn't matter where you're from, what you believe, they're drawn to it. Yeah. Because that's who he is. Right. That's yeah. just who he is. Yeah. That I think really, I mean, it's, it is a simple statement, not always easy to do, but I think when we really think about this in, in this contending for the faith is that if we know the gospel, we know what it says, but we know what it means to live it out and walk it out. We now start understanding that to contend for the faith, it means that we are that light. We are yeah. the salt of the earth. We mm-hmm. are the things that Jesus had talked about. The contending for the faith, that, that term means that, that we at the root really is kind of to agonize. It's like, 
it's this wrestling match. It's this com- competition kind of in, in that we walk this out with a commitment to, mm-hmm. I think part of the definition is a commitment and skill yeah. um, that we do that, that, that this contending is important. And in a world today where people are asking and wondering and looking and, and, and the, the damage of not having um, clear, absolute truth that yeah. creates in our culture. I think the world around us, um, looks for or watches for people that'll stand firm. Like you're saying, and yeah. people notice again, not, not being a contentious person, I mean, mm-hmm. fighting with everybody, but contending in that I'm not going to back down. I'm yeah. going to stand firm for the gospel. And I think that's where we, we wanted to go with this, this series yeah. and, and to be talking about it. And so Lori, those are really strong, um, really clear, uh, input into this topic and so i appreciate your your view and and speaking into that and i love the parade i'm like totally stealing that that was, that was really good it's a little embarrassing yeah. but go ahead that's <laughs> good well uh, i hope uh, everybody listening benefited from our uh, discussion today and i want to encourage you to share our podcast with your friends your family that um are are asking questions or learning or walking with Jesus that, um, that, uh, for Lori and I, that we do, we just want to be real and share with you what's going on in our lives and, and how we're trying to walk these things out in everyday life. Well, God bless you all. And we look forward to our next time together. Hey, thanks for joining us on the get real podcast today. My hope each and every week is that you're able to take the content, apply it to your life, that it becomes more of who you are and less of what you do, and that we live an intentional life together. If you're interested in supporting the work of ministry here at Real Life Texas, we'd like to invite you to do that by going to reallifetexas.org slash give and supporting us today.